to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back. Welcome back on the block. We're going to have my friend, my, my uh, close friend that I spent some time with watching him. Uh, I, I used to think that T. Buchanan had probably the worst jumper on earth that I've ever seen, but it was the wettest jumper I've probably ever seen. I'm like, how in the heck is he making this shot? But T. <laughs> Buchanan could get buckets back in the day. Spent some time with the Huskers back in the late 80s. Uh, Henry T. Buchanan is uh, has been a representative for the University of Nebraska, a big supporter, now living out in the Phoenix area. And we're grateful to have him on the block today. And uh, is he there? Yeah, he's here. Yes, I am. Hey, hey, Strick, I'm hearing everything you said. You said I got the ugliest but the wettest jumper. <laughs> hey, hey, but Strick, you got to tell the world, though, man. You know, we used to come up there and play with y'all, man, Morgan Gregory and I, and uh, used to make y'all play a little bit harder, huh? Yeah, that's, that is true. No, 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 that was one of the things, I think, biggest frustrations that I had as a as a young player is uh, having to play against these guys and and uh, watching them still kill us in their age self. I'm thinking I'm a young buck, and they got no way they can run with me, and they're out here running for days. And so it, it was always a, a good time to get you guys into the vanny and, and uh, play against you guys. You guys always made us better, so we appreciated you guys staying around. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, but before we get started, man, I, I, I got some pressure on me. One of my good friends, man, Jennifer J- Dugdale, uh, we call her JJ, man. She's listening to us. She texts me and says she heard that I was coming on, and she said, I got to talk loud and make sure she, I, uh, she can hear me and understand, man. So let's get it on. <laughs> All right. T, we thank you for joining us today. So we know that you uh, came back for the, the Husker Legends weekend. I wish I could have come. Actually, I'm glad I didn't at that particular time because of what, what I'd witnessed. I, I was telling Bach on the show last night that I probably would have been one of the most frustrated guys and in a quiet arena at times. You probably would have heard me, the, the loudest mouth probably in there, <laughs> damn near driving people crazy. Um, so it's kind of good that they didn't get to hear my mouth. But um, nonetheless, your time there at the game, man, what, what did you mm-hmm. what did you witness? What did you experience? What do you feel about the direction of where the program is right now? Where do you think it's going and how do you think it can get better from here, bro? Well, I'm going to tell you this, though, straight on. I think they need us more than than ever. And what I mean by that, I mean the, the alumni, the former players, man, to, to, to be supportive, to go up there and, and talk to these players. You know, I, pr- I have a pretty good relationship with uh, with Coach Hoy Berg and his staff, you know, and I talk to them every time I'm here and trying to get some insight. I've been to practices and, uh, you know, I've watched them practice. But, you know, this is a new era of, uh, of ball players. Uh, you know, you know, you got that transfer portal going on. You have the, the NIL going on and, and you know, these kids are getting everything. Look at the facility. I, you know, I did a show earlier with ESPN with Bill Hooks earlier, and uh, and I told him, man, I mean, I'm going to call Neil Hawks and say, man, why'd you do it? You know, these, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to put everything on the players, but you know, as you know, as far as yourself, man, we came back and made you all better. So why aren't we doing that now with these players? You know, we don't have to be up there playing with these kids. We, we can be up there uh, speaking some knowledge, teaching them what we know. That's, Right now, I mean, with the AAU they got going on, you know, you got COVID, you got a lot of things going on 
And this new era of basketball is just different than when we were brought up and when we were playing in the 80s and 90s. You know, we, we had a different coach. You know, we had different style. But the bottom line is the coaches are not teaching these players to go out there and make bad decisions. They're not teaching them to take bad shots. They're not teaching them not to block out. They're not being taught that. They're practicing to do it. And But for some reason, there's a disconnect when it's game time. And these kids right now, they haven't experienced a win in, you know, in the Big Ten. Big Ten is tough. Um, but at the same token, we have talent. A straight, a straight, I went up to practice at the beginning of the season, and these kids were shooting lights out, getting up and down mm-hmm. the court. You know, you got the five-star. You know, I saw these guys just balling. I said, man, I was pretty excited about the season. But for some reason, it has not transferred to the game. Uh, and you know, there's you know, there's there's pickup ball, there's there's practice, but then it's also game. And I, you know, I talked to Walker just the other day, Friday, I think it's Friday night. And I said, Walker, man, there's no way that a a game should be harder than practice. And you know how you practiced, and you know how we practiced, you know, and we gave it at each other. We played hard. I said, why aren't we making each other accountable as a player? Now, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. the coaches need to do their job too, but why aren't the players making them? self-accountable. I even asked Walker, I said, have y'all had any uh, players meeting? He said, yes. I said, did somebody hit somebody in the mouth? I mean, something needs to change. And sometimes it starts with the player. You know, the coaches, you know, they can make them accountable, put them on the bench, but that's not going to help it from, you know, from the standpoint that they got to look within each other and say, man, we got to make it happen. You know, because you're out there on that court, man, and, and you know right. yourself, man, you out there trying to get it done. The coaches are not shooting for you. They're not dribble they're not playing defense for you man so sometimes and i'm like i said i'm not going to put it all on the players man but i'd like to see a little bit more effort out of them t you know you make a valiant point and uh before Bach uh, uh asked you one of his in-depth questions that he likes to ask <laughs> uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask my little basic questions uh, <laughs> but nonetheless man so no no for real t you make a great point because there was i, I had talked to Bach on the show not too long ago, and I, I I shared with him there was a point where we were getting our tails handed to us by our second team, and I yes. th- this was the closest I ever came to literally walking off the. If it wasn't for Jeff Smith, I was done. I was yep. like, I'm tired of giving my blood, sweat, and tears, and you guys are just out here just lackadaisical. And yep. he grabbed me and he kept me. Had it not, I was done. And so, so, so then shortly after that, man, we had a meeting and, and, you know, I kind of led the meeting and I was looking, we was looking all each other in the face, me badge, all of us drawn. Yep. We looked each other in the face. And at that point, man, we made it, we, we made a discussion that look, we're, you know, if I got beef with you, we need to hash it out right here. We got a box. We got a box right now because mm-hmm. once we hit, once we leave this room, ain't no more conversations going to be going on about these, you know, anything regarding the court, we're going to play on the court at that point. So, that's the situation that I know that we've, um, you know, is similar to what you're talking about at that particular mm-hmm. point, and that has to happen in that manner. Yes. Go ahead, Bach. Yeah. Bach, go ahead. I know you got a question. Go oh, ahead. yeah. Well, I, you know, obviously, you know, Andrew, you played some some point guard yourself for the Huskers. Do you think that that's yeah. what is, is missing for Nebraska is a true point guard? We, we try to find, you know, um, just kind of what's, what, you know, the, what's the missing link for this team? And obviously, you know, rebounding and shooting at, at times can, can really hold it back. But how much do you think a true point guard could help this team? Not to take away uh, from what Verge or Webster have out there, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, we, we talk about, you know, guard playing the tournament all the time, and, you know, that kind of gets teams over the top. 
Yes. Hey, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And, and it starts at the point guard. And the point guard, and then one thing Coach Need taught me, because, you know, hey, Strick was right, and I, I like to put it up. But Coach Need pulled me in the office and said, this is what I need from you, Henry T. I need you to be the distributor. I need you to run the offense. I need you to sacrifice self for the team. And that's something that we're not getting, and I would love to see that happen because, I, to be honest, Verge is very talented. The guy, I mean, he sees the floor, he handles, he handles the ball, but Verge was a two-guard. I watched him out of Arizona State, and he, he played off of Remy Martin. So now that he's taking over charge at the point guard, so he's used to having the ball in his hands, he's used to creating. So that's creating and uh, a disconnect with the other players. And then by the time the other players get the ball, they, you know, they're hungry to get the ball up. You know, I heard CJ the other day, you know, he, he said, I was feeling myself. But then again, he's, he also said that a lot of times each of us take things individually. We, we go away from the offense and, and we're looking for ourselves. And you just, some, you, sometimes you have to sacrifice for yourself. And we really don't have that point guard, that true point guard, that can really, at this time, run that team. I'd like to see Bryce or Trey at the point. We just need somebody who's going to distribute the ball and put Verge where his strengths lie. He's a scorer. You know, don't get me wrong. I, you know, at Mobley, he averaged about 30 points, 10, 10 assists. But that's at the JUCO level. So you're playing in the Big Ten now, and you're playing against some dogs. You know, uh, you know and I told, uh, I told one of the coaches the other day, I think that Armand Gates, I told him, I said, hey, man, if I didn't have a bad back, I'd probably go out and give gift to these kids because the way they're lackadaisical on, on defense. So you don't have that leader that, that's being vocal enough, who's not sharing the ball. Nobody's sharing the ball. And that's a, you know that's just not a good solution for success at this point. So you're absolutely right. And we need that point guard, and hopefully we got one coming in the future. Because I'll be honest with you, too. I'm a big supporter of uh, Coach Hoiberg. And, and I've seen him do it at Iowa State. The guy knows what he's doing. But for some reason, there's a disconnect, and these players are not making themselves accountable. And Strick was right. And I remember that the, the discord that they had back with him and Badger, they, they had to have that team meeting. Heck, Strick used to get upset with us when Morgan and Gregory and I would beat them in, in, in pickup ball. Like, they're not supposed to be doing that, you know. And then he would step it up a notch. We need somebody with that type of attitude, and I'm not sure we have it, but I, I think I think Walker is willing to step up. I had a great conversation with him, and I was looking to talk to the McGowan brothers and just say, hey, man, y'all got to step it up, man. We can't keep, you know, and then right now we're beating up Fred Hoiberg. Everybody wants to get rid of Fred Hoiberg. Who says that's the, uh, the solution? we got to stand by this team, especially from an alumni standpoint. Stand by this team, man, and, and, and maybe not talk about them, but go up there and see what we can do to make it better, you know, as an individual. Because you know, I talked to Charles Richardson as well, who was a former point guard, played for Barry Carrier and Doc Sadler. You know, he wants to address the team, you know, because it starts at that play. I know it starts at the top with the coaches. Don't get me wrong. But as a player, I'm watching players' performances. That's what I'm looking at. I'm watch, I've watched every game. I've watched every second of every game. And I'm looking at bad decisions. I'm looking at uh, a lack of effort. Uh, the fundamentals are slacking. But I go to practice, I see them uh, practicing blocking out, um, you know, uh, shooting drills and things of this sort. But it's just not trans transitioning to the game. So sometimes a player, they need to have a meeting and a heart-to-heart -heart meeting and not making not a feel-good meeting. And that's just kind of my point of view when it comes to, you know, them 
uh, you know, playing the way they are. You know, Minnesota's coming in. You know, they, I'm pretty sure they've had some tough practices the last couple of days. You got Minnesota coming in tomorrow night. That's another game, another game that I think we can get. But we just got to see what happens, man. But they get that win, man. It might change these last eight games. That's a great point. I mean, that's that's something that that you know we have to discuss. I mean, we I know you're on uh, at the airport. And I yep. know that you're going to be leaving very soon, so um, we may have just a couple few few short questions for you just uh, before you go. And we thank you for joining yes. us on on the block today. Um, Absolutely. So with that with that team, man, what do you think you would like to see for the rest of the season that would give you not only as an internal person and a basketball mind, but also someone who is closely affiliated with the program, a little bit of buy in into some form of a good look for the future and what what would you like to see in the, in 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 this last part of the season and what do you think Fred's going to need to do in order to sell uh a return for yes. him to come back uh, because he's going to have to have that discussion with uh, uh Trev Albers at some point Definitely. well absolutely but but strictly answer that question but let's think let's let's think about this he's what got two and a half years here Two and a half years. You know, in his first year, he took over for uh, Coach Miles, who really left the – it was pretty much bare. Okay. Last year, you know, you went through COVID. I know the COVID hit that team pretty tough, uh, you know, and they didn't have a Big Ten tournament. Uh, so, you know, it, it just didn't happen for him. And then here's this year, we get all these first – these transfer portals and things of this sort, and things are not going well. So, automatically, the first thing we want to do, we want to question somebody's – stability in the job and the ability to do the job with a person who's already done this job. He, he took Iowa State to Sweet 16 with similar, I mean, uh, similar style of recruiting, one-year players, transfers, uh, JUCO players, and he was successful. Uh, of course, other teams have caught up with the transfer reporter. Everybody's doing it now, but he's done it, been there, and done that. But also, he, the recruiting you know, you got to get – we're in the Big Ten. you got to get big boys. Um, I think this is the type of team that can probably perform a little bit better in the Big 12 just for size-wise and, and the perimeter shooting. But the Big Ten is rugged. So, But at the same time, I'd like to see some of the players adjust if they get that first win. And I'd like to see more effort. It just seems like to me, you know, uh, just change your mentality. You know, if you turn the ball over, be upset. I mean, I mean, or, or, or just help one another out because I honestly believe this team still has the talent, and I know it's only eight games left, man. And we got to salvage what we can. I, I think if they can get that win tomorrow, we'll. I mean, that would be just a big monkey off everybody's back, including fans, the coaches, and the players. But at the same token, I'd like to see more effort from those players out there acting like they want to win. And, and and hate losing. I just haven't seen that yet. And But once we see that, and I think we're going to see it tomorrow night, man, because they had to feel terrible after that game on, on a Saturday. I mean, everybody did. But at the same token, even though I'm disappointed, but I'm going to try to find a way, you know, to help these guys out, you know, and talk to you. You know, I got a couple of the players. I got them gallons, phone numbers. And just call them and just talk to them, man, and just say, hey, this is what I'm seeing from, from a player's perspective. And, and maybe pass this along with the other players. But they got to taste that success, man. And we've got to get that tomorrow night, man. And I think we'll see a new team for the last seven games. 
That's that's really cool to kind of to think about being more supportive as 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 the things are yeah. kind of falling down around them. Was that the feel yeah. that you've got from from kind of the other alumni at at, at alumni weekend, or was uh was there di- yeah. you know just kind of mixed feelings, I suppose? Well, it was more to what I'm talking about. I talked to Charles Richardson uh, after the game, and he he's talked to Doc, and he wants to address the team. Uh, a few of us wants to address the team, but we do got some others that are a little bit more. I'm not going to say their names. A little bit more disappointed in just the way the team's playing. But it's quite a few of us, man, is want to go back and, and and just help out the best we can. And you know, and that's what alumni is supposed to do. I mean, that's what we supposed we we need it. We can't join the bandwagon. You got to support a team when they're down and when they're up. Don't wait if he stays around the next couple of years, which I hope he does. And all of a sudden, he's taking us to the tournament, and everybody wants to stay. He's the best coach ever. No, we got to support this team now and support them when and when they're getting better, man. And we just got to be careful, man, because it's gonna just gonna repeat itself. You know, everybody we're gonna try to bring in here is gonna be the same type of mentality. If we're not winning early, man, get him out of here. And first of all, we can't afford that as a, as a university. At least I don't think. I don't know what the money looks like, but I know they have it. Um, but we just can't continue. The first thing we want to do let's let's take people's heads, you know, take people's livelihood away from them. Which you know, he's only been here two and a half years, and people don't even think about that. We're looking at the record, but we're not looking at what he's trying to build. You know, we got to trust that process. And then, and once that process runs dry, it don't run dry in two and a half years. You know, so let's, let's give Coach Hoyberg a couple more years in that coaching staff. You got Doc Sadler there, who comes from the Henry Iva, Eddie Sutton's regime. You know, you got you got Nate, who who came from the NBA, and you got Armand Gates, who, who's from South I mean South Chicago, man, tough, know the game, man. We got we got the mentality, we got the talented, um, uh, and the, and the coaches who understand the game. We have that. Let that let it work, man. We can we, we beating them up. The fans, the you know some of the alumni were beating them up. We're not helping the uh, the situation. We're making it worse. I'm seeing all the media. I'm listening. You know, I listen to the guy from Kozad. You know, I'm like, come on, man. You know, it's not your job to fire somebody. You know, we're trying. They are just as upset about where they're at as you are and everybody else. We gotta come up with a solution and not be part of the problem. That's the way I look at it. Well, unfortunately, we are up against it, and I, it sounds like you've got a plane to catch. So uh, we'd like to thank you Absolutely. for joining us on the block today, Henry T. Buchanan. All right, thanks. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, hey Strickland, uh, let me know when you're coming out to Arizona uh, way, okay? I got you, my boy. Good, uh, good to hear from you. Safe travels. We'll talk to you soon. Right. Hey, we're going right, to go to a break. We'll come back right after this with Shootout with Strick on the block right after this. Thank you.